And good afternoon, everybody. This is attorney Carrie Meldon with Meldon Law and Friends. I'm happy to be stepping in for Jeffrey this afternoon, and we've got some really fun guests uh, on today's show. So we're going to have a great time. Uh, we're broadcasting from the Coaches Podcast Room at Spurrier's Gridiron Grill in Celebration Point. As always, this is an incredible place. If you've not been to Spurrier's Gridiron Grill, I would highly suggest you come on down and check it out. It's a museum and a wonderful farm-to-table restaurant rolled into one. Uh, you can also uh, check us out on our Facebook and our YouTube uh, Meldon Law website. So all of these uh, these podcasts, all the, although they are live, you can always catch them on replay. And uh, we're on our 81st edition today. Evan, our producer, was telling me that we're on 81. So we have not missed a week since uh, COVID started. And it's been uh, quite a roll. So I'm, I'm happy to have the opportunity to host today. Uh, you can also listen to our podcast whenever on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Overca- Overcast, or any of the 39 platforms where you can find uh, this podcast on your, or your favorite podcast. Uh, I don't know why it was written like that, but the grammar is what it is. So I, I'm just reading what's on the paper. Uh, remember to like, follow, and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And we are taking questions and comments on Facebook Live. Simply let us know in the comment section below. So I've read the uh, the script, and we're about to go into our show. Before I do that, I do want to let the listeners out there know that we do have giveaways on our Melden Law Facebook page. Uh, we uh, would suggest you go to our Facebook page if you are looking to get softball tickets to the uh, SEC tournament, uh, May 10th to 14th. So it's coming up real soon. And uh, apparently it's going to be here in Gainesville. So that's really cool. Uh, and we're giving away tickets on our Facebook page at Meldon Law. And we're also giving tickets away to the FSU game, uh, the men's baseball FSU game on May 17th. That promotion's on May 10th along with the SEC tournament. So I know... Brandon, who we'll be talking about in a little bit, is a big Gator fan, and, oh, yeah. and we're playing FSU. Uh, should be a big game. That's also a Meldon Law game, uh, so we're, we're giving away a free pitch. Uh, so awesome. someone's going to do the first pitch on that. So uh, uh, the 10th is, the, uh, is when you have to uh, apply by, so do it quickly. Brandon, don't forget. Do you want to do the first? You want to throw out the first pitch? Yeah, as soon as we get done. Here, <laughs> All right, there up. you go. So just go to the Melden Law Facebook page, and then our last promotion on the Melden Law Facebook page is we're giving away a Yeti cooler, a big one, uh, and that's also uh, it, the promotions on May 10th. So you can do it up to May 10th. There's, there's a, the SEC softball, the baseball game versus FSU, and the Yeti cooler. All three of them are pretty good prizes. Uh, with the tickets, we also give away gift certificates to Harry's. Uh, and or Spurrier's. So uh, I don't know which ones these are for, but they're always really good restaurants. So that being said, I'm done with uh, all of the uh, the script reading, and we can go right into our uh, show. And uh, I'm really uh, uh, happy to introduce uh, Brandon Serber of Ocala today. Brandon, welcome to Melden Law and Friends. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So, uh, Brandon, tell me a little bit about yourself. Uh, I'm, I, uh, I know that you're born in Ocala. Yes, sir. Have you lived there all your life? I have. Yep, 1991, born and raised here. Where did you go to high school? Lakewood High School. Okay. Actually. Yes, sir. Awesome. And uh, tell me, have you have you been? Were you into sports? Were you into uh, what were you into when you were definitely? Growing up? Uh, my dad, when my parents moved down here in um, 1990 from West Virginia, entire family's from West Virginia. Um, he moved down here in '90, got a teaching and coaching job at Lakewood High School. So he's been coaching uh, 32 years. He's actually retiring this year. So big shout out to him. What was he's, he coaching? Uh, uh, he coached a little bit of football in the uh-huh. Dante Culpepper era. Uh-huh. Uh, was d- defensive backs coach, and uh, he's been the head boys basketball coach from about '94 up until he just retired this past season. Wow! So uh, he's definitely one of the uh, older teachers and coaches in Marion County right now. So uh, we're we're sad to lose someone uh, of his era. But, um, you know, his time is, uh, he's paid his time, and he wants to live his life a little Ocala's bit. Ocala is a big him. basketball town, too. I know that they have a lot of uh, Gator uh, men's boosters down there. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, you know, Jim Haley's another one, his good friend that uh, passed a few years ago. He was one of the icons, friends with Billy Donovan, mm-hmm. and pretty much every coach that in existence. But uh, 
huge basketball school, a lot of competition, a lot of uh, different schools. That's awesome. Yes, sir. Did you play uh, football or bas- uh, basketball uh, growing so up? So I played basketball all four years and uh, baseball, a little bit of golf. Wasn't a very good golf guy, but, you know, I, I, I like to be active. <laughs> they had a lot like of good that. golf courses in Ocala, too. They did. Yeah, yeah we had They Ted, still do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ted Potter actually came through Lakewood High School. My dad was his mm-hmm. uh, golf coach, and he went it, ended up uh, – winning the green bar classic that i was actually in attendance in west virginia his first classic wow and uh he got and that's on the a PGA, masters that's a pga tournament it is right? yeah yep. that's so cr- we've been incredible. going up there since it opened and um it's a half mile from my grandparents house we'd walk there and uh seen a uh, little ted potter from ocala win the win the tour up there and uh, now he it opened him up he won pebble beach and that one tournament led to all the other ones so it's been a that's been a ride it's been crazy yeah green the Greenbrier has a lot of history a lot of uh, u.s presidents yep. have uh, stayed and played yeah. there and my, my dad's uh sorry no no, no i want to hear my about, dad's yeah. uh dad my grandfather was a bartender at Greenbrier for 50 some years so we have a lot of pride in west virginia in the Greenbrier. Yeah. well so. the Greenbrier isn't it owned by the um the former governor jim was it jim justice jim justice good friends yeah. with our family yeah yes sir he's a he's, girls basketball coach yeah too, he's a school. he's a uh, imposing guy he's like six foot something right six he's crazy five, six yeah six. but he's, he's brought yeah. some crazy talent and different uh public figures there i'd say that it's yeah. been crazy for the little didn't town he, get a, get, he got a casino in the uh it's in an the underground casino and uh wow. it's an old bunker from back in the day of the military is where they would hide if something were is to happen what, but now it's you know obviously open to the public and so uh, cool but he's turned things around up there so it's uh yeah we know we've been around the green bar our whole life so well that's so, uh, i've never been there but it's on my bucket list i hear the, the courses are incredible the resort's yeah. beautiful and everything's my first dad caddy there when he's a little kid too yeah so. that well that's it's it's one of the the oldest and most distinguished courses in, mm-hmm. in the united states yep and so I remember they had, a, was it a flood? There was something that happened in West Virginia. Yeah, my, in my yeah. grandparents' backyard. And actually, yeah. the New Orleans Saints were up there um, helping out and things like that. So we got pictures of my aunt taking photos in the backyard. You see all the Saints players helping out and things like that. It's been crazy. Like, yeah, now, uh, I remember little, that. Yep. Because the so. Saint, New Orleans had their flooding issues, too. Yep. And it was really, it was a big deal. It was, it was. national news. It was, yeah. and because they they have creeks right in the backyards of, uh, in the, right there in Greenbrier County, they just flooded. You can see the practice football field, and the water was up to the goalpost. It yeah. was crazy. That that is crazy. Yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit about what you do now. So, I, uh, as you can see from Brandon Schur here, he uh, yeah. he's got the server signs and graphics. Yeah. So let's. Uh, what, what is server signs and graphics? So just a small little uh, mom and pops, little family owned print business. We do everything from custom apparel, t shirts, embroidery, uh, and we get into the large signs, wide format printing. Pretty much do anything that you can put ink on and uh, vinyl. Yeah, we do a lot of custom apparel. Um, you know, t shirts, jerseys. Uh, do you do them only in bulk, or do you do special no, requests? We, um, we do pretty much any order. Uh, we kind of shied away from the single shirt orders just because we've been so slam busy and we've been tapping into that sports market is which what my long-term goal is, right. is to uh, fulfill athletic teams and youth groups and youth teams in the high schools, even uh, in Marion County and surrounding areas. So, and those typically are 100, 150 shirts or yeah. jerseys or more. So that's kind of what we're, we're aiming towards. But we actually work with pretty much small business owners. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's probably, I'd say, 9 out of 10 of our customers are small businesses. Well, the shirt looks comfortable. Do you, get, do you have a bunch Super. of different styles of uh, shirts that you uh... Every, uh, Yeah, I have so many <laughs> options. My whole closet's just unbranded stuff. It's, well, it's you know, the shirts have gotten better in quality. I know our oh, shirts yeah. used to be cotton, and they were... They would they would always be wrinkled and they would shrink yeah. right. That's it would, like, like the last resort now. And then yeah, they would they would fade. Oh and now goodness. they have all these blends that are mm-hmm. more comfortable. They don't the polyester materials. Yeah, they don't it's crazy. They don't uh, wrinkle. They don't shrink, and they keep their colors exactly. Yeah, yeah. you got to feel comfortable. So. Yeah. Do I, well, let me ask you this. How did you get into the business? That seems like it's a pretty. I mean, it's pretty cool that you got your own business. You have yeah. a vision there. I mean, how did so, you even get into it? So I we, I took a graphic arts class in high school. Uh, Mr. Natalino is a phenomenal guy. He's been there for 30-some years as well. Uh, he was a big mentor in my life and uh, didn't take it. And he'll tell you today, he, I didn't take it as serious as, I, as most students. But um, around 2014, 15, I decided to just, to just start off doing vinyl stickers again. I was teaching PE at uh, Hammett Bowen at the time okay. uh, in 16. So right around then, I decided to start doing it full, uh, part-time. And uh, honestly, it just grew. I started in my bedroom at the house on the floor with a little laptop. And uh, uh, now I'm in a 3,000 square foot building. So the past two years, I've been running this full time. I stopped teaching to do this. It just grew. And you just, you know, uh, treat people right, uh, do good work. And and word of mouth is is a magical 
thing. <laughs> so you do everything from designs to, to the actual oh, yeah. press? Custom, we do everything sitting down with a customer that wants to start a business or just started a business, and we'll do some consulting mm-hmm. on a logo design. And then from there, we'll take that logo and then print it out on their trailers or their trucks and apparel, hats, things like that. So we take their sketch or their idea on paper and we transition it into uh, actual physical product so wow. it's a pretty cool uh, uh you, know. you have to use some uh, I'm, I'm sure some pretty intricate software programs to get the, the logo it takes, it's a little learning curve but yeah. uh thankfully the past two years of consistently using it uh you know I, I know it like the back of my hand so and ocala is definitely growing so you're having more and more potential customers it is so uh, for the listeners out there that may not know brandon is a member of bni which one of our uh, really great members uh, of our Ocala office, Angel mm-hmm. Torres, is also a member of BNI, and it's basically for uh, hungry, um, you know, entrepreneurial uh, people that want to make you know a difference in the community and um, better themselves in terms of their business relationships. Mm, and so, definitely. I've uh, I've spoken to Angel about the uh, company quite a bit, and and you know she says that the people in there are sincere. And they're genuinely trying to help each other, which is a very, Definitely. it's very cool. Yeah. We miss that sometimes in society, that interpersonal mm-hmm. connection and contact because of COVID. A lot of people now just sit at home and they don't get out and meet people face yeah. to face. That's, that's, that's for sure. And yeah, we did, we're actually Zoom, doing Zoom meetings. And uh, when we went back into person just under a year ago, it's, it was so much better. Yeah. You take it serious and you get to meet face to face. And uh, it's a great group. It's well, there, I've, there's been a lot of studies, and although remote uh, work does work for some people, in my experience, um, the reason that we encourage our office members to go to the office is that you can only really um, trust trust someone if you know them, and you only get to know someone if you're around them. That's exactly, I agree 100%. And on so that's too. kind of, yeah. yeah, it's just about interpersonal mm-hmm. uh, connection and, and trust, and, and I think that you can... Um, figure out a better uh, better if that person is the right fit in the position that, that you need them exactly. to be in. And sometimes you have really good people that are just in the wrong position, mm-hmm. and it's hard to, to determine that when, you, exactly. when, when you're not face-to-face mm-hmm. and things become... Uh, sometimes people will take things, uh, I think, personally when they shouldn't, when it's more just, look, we're going to get you into the right position so you can be successful. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So let me... Uh, we, we're going to go on a break in a little bit, but before we do so, tell me a little bit about... Um, you know, what your goals are in the next uh, few years with, uh, with your, your company? Um, definitely um, looking to grow it. Um, the past two years doing things full-time, it's been happening awfully fast, faster than I thought, um, especially with COVID. Um, I was scared because when I signed the lease, um, it was when COVID was first coming to the United States. So mm-hmm. it's actually been taking off. I have a full-time employee named Lane. He's a phenomenal uh, kid. He's about 20 years old. He is huh. just driven to work. So I'm that's amazing. blessed to have him. Yeah. But uh, my goal here is to hire another full-time employee, another maybe two, um, take the workload off my shoulders a little bit. I still want to be the face of the company, but I do want to try to uh, – I got five girls, actually, and I want to get home and spend a little bit more time <laughs> on them. They're athletes, and they're in softball. So yeah. I do want to continue to grow the business, but at um, the same time, be able to spend some quality family time with my kids. That's, that's a, the ultimate that's a goal. big family. Five it girls, is. huh? Me, yes, sir. Me and uh, my fiance Skylar and I combined uh, have five girls. So wow, we're we're pretty busy. I got a softball yeah. team, so Tim Walton. I got some uh, players. There you go. Away. Yeah, <laughs> and we'll talk about Gator sports and uh, and when we come back. But bef- uh, when we uh, before we uh, go to a break, can you let the listeners out there know how to contact you if they want to get some shirts made? Definitely. Um, we're Facebook driven. Um, that's probably. 90% of our business is Facebook. So if you look up server signs and graphics on Facebook uh, or the website, that's a phenomenal or a great way to uh, reach us. We're really active on Facebook. So, Well, great. We'll talk a little bit more about it when Sounds we come back, good. and we're going to go to break. Sounds good. Oh, my gosh. I can't even believe this. Look. Look what you have done to my truck. Excuse me. It's your fault. It's not my fault. Yes, it is your no, fault. Not, not I am not. calling Jeffrey Maldon from Maldon Law. So I'm going to call Jeffrey, my husband. Melden Law, this is Jeffrey speaking. Jeffrey! This person here, this person later, he might... New client? Yes, but this one might be a little tricky. Albert, Alberta, I understand you were witnesses to a crash. Can you tell us about the accident? 
When you're in a crash, it's important to get witness statements immediately after the accident. Whether you're in a car, truck, motorcycle, scooter, or even a golf cart accident, at Melden Law, we won't back down. We are here at the University of Florida, where Albert and Alberta are competing in the Gator Penalty Shootout. Albert is ready to stop the shot at all costs. What a disaster. Luckily, Melton Law is the only official law firm partner of the Florida Gator. If you have suffered an injury, do not worry because Melton Law is going to help you with your recovery. Melton Law doesn't back down until they reach their goal. And we're back here at Melton Law and Friends. This is host Carrie Melden on today's show. We've got a really special show today. We've got Brandon Serber from Serber Signs and Graphics in Ocala, Florida. We were just talking about his company, how it's been growing so quickly. And I was asking him during the break, well, how do I get some uh, shirts made for my, my office? And uh, he said he would do Gainesville and that he makes all the shirts handmade. So unlike the, a lot of these uh, large, large companies that may have mass uh, production where they're just using machines, uh, if you get your shirts made from uh, Brandon, then they are custom. And oh, yeah. you can still make, and they're still affordable, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. I get told all the time, you're, that's all you charge? So, yeah, they're, they're affordable. And <laughs> any type of uh, material you, material that, that the customer wants, you could pretty oh, yeah. much we have figure out how to do options. it. Yes, sir. Do you do embroidery or just... Oh, yeah. uh, we have okay. three, uh, three single-head embroidery machines, so we mm-hmm. do stitching and all sorts. Wow. Yep. So, cu- really custom-made. So, th- yep. it's something that's... Uh, we, all, we all like really good shirts. I'll tell you... Uh, the shirts that I used to use at Melden Law, they were these cotton shirts that would fade and shrink and, and wrinkle. Yeah, <laughs> it was like it was probably that. Mm-hmm. And people would wear them one time, and then they, they would end up uh, using them as uh, oil rags for yep. their uh, for their cars when they were fixing yep. their cars, and they would, it. no one would ever <laughs> use them again. Uh, but their shirts that they're making now with the polyester blends, uh, peop- I I know there's one company that I am a part of up in Atlanta. It's a marketing company. Mm-hmm. And they gave me they give me shirts every time I'm up there to mm. to learn about marketing. And these shirts are the polyester ones that you have too. Yep. And basically, I wear them every night because they're comfortable. They always oh, yeah. fit, and uh, they and they and they don't shrink, mm-hmm. and they're not wrinkled. So if I need to run downstairs and and or run outside and see someone, then it's not gonna I'm not gonna look like I'm uh, <laughs> a homeless person if I'm on the couch just laying around, <laughs> right. right? So, uh, anyways, um, you gotta contact Brandon Serber. We'll give you his contact information uh, before we break on the second segment, uh, so you can contact him to fulfill your your graphic and signs needs. Awesome. And not just T-shirts. You do other you do stickers and other things oh, yeah. as well. Stickers, yard signs, banners, uh, pretty much anything uh, you need printed. Any type of signage as well. You'll do anything from Lake City, Gainesville, Ocala, anything in North oh, yeah. Central Florida. We have customers in uh, you know Daytona areas, Gainesville, Orlando. I got a real real estate agent. I drive up to Jacksonville to do work for. There, so there you go. Anywhere. Statewide then. Yep. It's like Melden Law. Exactly. <laughs> we're all, we won't back we're down. all over. We won't back down. <laughs> Speaking of won't back down, uh, Tom Petty's uh, guitarist was actually in Gainesville on Friday and Saturday night, uh-huh. Mike Campbell. And he was playing with the original drummer for the Heartbreakers, uh, Stan Litch. That's awesome. It was a great show. It was, I awesome. went on Friday with uh, my father, and we, he, had, him, he especially had a blast because he used to represent them back in the early 70s. Really? Yeah, so he That's represented awesome, Tom man. Petty and... And and that's uh, Mike neat. and Stan, and so it was kind of a that's amazing for him. It was really special, and it was a really good show. That's awesome. Uh, and also, uh, we talked a little bit about your uh, your Gator fandom. That you are a fanatic, huge Gator fan. All right, I love it. So tell me, how did you first get into uh, following the Gators? So uh, I've always been a Gator fan. You know, growing up in a uh, athletic type family, um, but uh, I, in college I was going for journalism, even. In sports, or I'm sorry, even in high school, I was going for sports journalism, and that's what uh, I really wanted to do, but found out there's no money in it, so I did it for passion. But uh, I came up with uh, Gator Sports Nation, a Gator fan blog in my ninth grade year. Wow. And um, I was getting tons of traffic towards it on the first page of Google when you type in Florida Gators. Um, built some relationships with uh, Trey <laughs> How did Burton you build a website? Did you have uh, just, programming skills? Or? So it started off in middle school. I used to trade sports cards. So uh-huh. I made a message board for sports trading uh, enthusiasts. And Online. 
online. But how do you how do you make that? Like how do you program that? Well, back in the day, there was I mean, there still is. There were softwares and things like that. You'd get hosting and just install it and then configure it from there. A lot uh-huh. of HTML. Uh-huh. It got a lot easier to make these days, I should say. But um, started in about seventh grade and then actually launched the Gator site my ninth grade year, which is my official business. Per- I so there was say. paid subscriptions. There was. Yeah. Uh, yeah, not for the members. The content was free. But uh, even I remember my dad thinking I was committing fraud because I'd get checks in the mail. I was pulling so many visitors a month that these um, ticket brokers, such as Vivid Seats and advertisers, would want to place advertisements on the website on the main page. So I was getting... I wasn't rich, but I was getting some money from you know my ninth grade year, not having money, That's and awesome. uh, I had some checks coming in. My dad's like, "What are all these checks? Are they fraud?" And no, it's from uh, you know my Gator site. So wow, it was pretty cool. Built some relationships with a bunch of Gator players and uh, things like that. So I wish I didn't have sold it. So <laughs> Is it, who'd you sell it to? Uh, some random guy contacted me online, and uh, he was like an investor, and he wanted to continue the site but pay other people to run it. Right. So he didn't have that passion like I did. Yeah. But um, I did, would it, read, did it survive or did it? Go? It actually did not. Yeah. About a, a year later or so, and I had some very very exclusive content on there with people like Trey Burton and uh, Matt Elam, bunch of Gator stars that wow. I recently tried to see if I can pull up. I found a couple old Q and As and things like that. But um, definitely uh, wish I had it today. <laughs> yeah, well, those are the those were the Urban Meyer days. Those were, I mean, that was yep. like when we had. You know the best recruiting classes and Tim Tebow and Harvard the best and all the, classes in yeah. college football we'll ever see again ever you know, honestly right? and, and then uh, then of course that blew up but you know I, I will tell you to this day the message boards are still really um, popular they are you know but you, I think you bring up a good point if you don't have passion as to what you do it's going to fall apart anything yeah any business yeah you know? I mean being a journalist too these days and I still have journalist friends and uh, you can't do it. You can do it for a living, depends on what company you work for, but uh, definitely have to have a true passion and, and another job on the side. But um, I had some good um, good staff. I had a couple free writers that were helping back in the day. One of them, Andrew Spivey, is actually working for uh, Rivals right now. Uh-huh. He's one of their main recruiters for Gator Country, I'm sorry. Wow. And um, another kid named Kyle, he uh, was real young at the time, and we're 18, 19 years old, and he actually writes for the uh, Atlanta Braves. That's crazy. So it's pretty crazy. Yeah. It's that blog. You know, that, that's the way life is, is if you're hungry and you do something, sometimes the breaks will fall your way. Yeah, it was pretty. That's awesome. So yeah. so let me ask you this. What do you think about the uh, coach uh, Napier coming in? Do you think he's going to be a good fit? He's fun. Yeah. <laughs> We're excited. Yes. I'm excited. Um, um, what, what, what do you think is going to be uh, good about his hire? What do you think? What do you what do you like about his hire? I should say. For one, I'd say discipline. He, yeah. he seems like he's really got his ducks in a row, uh, especially at, uh, you know, previous school. He he was at and his, his staff he's bringing over they, yeah. they just seem like the real deal um and he's just hype he's young he's mm-hmm. enthusiastic um and he, he just brings that fire from what i've seen do you think that he's got the uh the chops the offensive chops to be able to hang in this in this conference because uh, i know he's going to be offensive coordinator and yeah. qb coach right so yeah a I, lot of responsibility it, definitely uh, i think time will tell on that you know because mullen had had the genius uh offensive scheme he, he just, did he just didn't have the hunger to recruit and that's that's yeah. the issue and i think yeah. uh, the difference between mullen and uh, napier is that he likes to recruit you right. know napier's out there he's hungry he's look what he's doing right now for these guys that are coming in you know with all the i follow all their recruiting on twitter and mm-hmm. all the cool stuff they have for these recruits coming in to do and they they tweeting out players on their birthdays going that extra mile so i'm thinking he's going to do a good job we have to wait to see we play utah kicking off the uh season so that'll be interesting that's a that's um, gonna be a tough game fans definitely have to be patient with them did you watch that utah uh game the rose bowl game who did they play they played uh they look really sharp though yeah they had had ohio state Mm -hmm. down like two or three touchdowns and then the that wide receiver just went off for Ohio State and ended yeah, up you know catching game. four four or five touchdowns. But definitely and then the, what they have like two wide receivers. Two of those wide receivers got drafted in the yeah, first round. Yeah, so I mean Utah was was killing them, and then they they, they ended up uh, having a, a, a basically a, a miracle comeback. Uh, Ohio yeah, State did, that. but I I I don't know. I'm I'm very. Um, I'm very happy that Napier's in because he does. I do agree. He does seem to have discipline. He mm-hmm. seems to have a plan. He seems to give the kids uh, what they need in this day and age, mm-hmm, which exactly. is common sense. I mean, yeah. parking and and and, exactly. and and housing. Like, come on, it takes uh, literally thirty seconds 
at the University of Florida to figure that and out. And the NIL, yeah. too, is making a big difference, too. So we're part yeah. of the Gator Collective and things like that. We did an interview. As we still have, I actually have a, a Facebook group now called the Gator Gang. It's 10,000 oh, nice. members on Facebook. So we're kind of reliving that old Gator Sports Nation into today's uh, generation. They like the old uh, hip name, things like that. But, yeah. um yeah, he's got he's gonna have more discipline, and but with that NIL, it's gonna really uh, help these kids out as far as getting them some extra spending money. And things yeah, like there that, was a know, new so. ruling that came down or advisement yesterday by the NCAA saying mm-hmm. that if a booster uh, business or collective was involved in enticing high school kids to sign as a result of the um, of coming to that school that they can be uh, possibly in violation. Mm-hmm. I, it's not, there's not very clear yet, but you know, my thoughts are that the NIL was in my mind was originally created for things like EA sports. Remember the, the football game, the, oh, uh, yeah. I was at college or whatever it was. Yeah. No, the, EA that. sports, the college. Mm-hmm. Now remember they, they used to have the name, the numbers of the players yep. on the back. Yep. And then some kid from UCLA said, well, that's my, you know, that's me. I'm going to sue you. And they ended up mm-hmm. getting rid of the game completely. Yeah. But that, to me, was a appropriate use of the name, image, and likeness, right? Because mm-hmm. they're using your actual likeness and your name exactly. and your image on this exactly. video game, and you're making a lot of money at EA exactly. Sports. So the kids should have been compensated for yeah, that. Definitely. But what's happening now seems to be kind of a perversion of what the intent was, right? Mm-hmm. It's like what, the question I would always ask is, would these businesses pay these kids – purely for the capitalistic business standpoint? Is it, is it driving more business to them? If it is, then it's the right reason, exactly. right? If it's not, then it's exactly. just an inducement to, exactly. come, to the, come to the school. Having like Anthony yeah. Richardson, for example, throw a T-shirt on his Instagram or a product, maybe something like that. But you have some players that are getting keys to cars and things like that. You know? Right, so, like Outback having you know Anthony Richardson there. Outback doesn't need Anthony Richardson. I don't no, think the board there no. cares about Anthony Richardson, but they're a Florida-based um, restaurant, so mm-hmm. they 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 gave a menu item to to Emory Jones and Anthony Richardson. Mm-hmm. That I think is where it was intended. Where Outback felt like they could benefit uh, financially from it. It wasn't a gift; it was a, a business decision. Mm-hmm. So I think that's where we need to get back to: is it can't be inducement to sign mm-hmm. or to play. It has to be a true business decision, Definitely. you know, and it, it's, it'll work its kinks out. I, I think it will too. So we're going to, we're, we've got a couple minutes left before we go on break. Uh, I want to say uh, once again, Brandon, uh, fascinating. I, I got to join your uh, Facebook page, Gator Gang. So Thanks. people out the there, Gator Gang, the Gator Gang, we have some uh, former Gators on there too, and things like that. So, Love it. Yep. The Gator Gang, the Gator Gang. Okay. Yep. On Facebook. Uh, also you can reach him, uh, his business on, uh, on Facebook as well. Uh, is it just under Cerber's uh, signs and Cerber signs and graphics? Okay. Yes, sir. Yep. And so when you go on there, do you have to? Uh, what do you do? Just click on the yeah, business just, and just click and hit like. Okay. Uh, yep. And then in terms of getting an order in, do you call or do they want to should they place the order online? Pretty much just place. Just send us a message. Um, we're pretty active on our Facebook page. We do get a lot of messages. Um, but if you you can either call us, all of our contact information is listed there on the Facebook page as well. Easy. Um, but yes, yeah, send an email. Just probably the quickest uh, and most responsive is Facebook Messenger though on our business page. So do you have like uh, turnaround times or is everything just based on the order? Right now, uh, average turnaround time i've been telling our customers about two weeks mm-hmm. we've just been slammed which is a good thing and it's uh, a great thing yeah. i'd rather uh under promise than over promise so we're two week turnaround time on on things mostly right now so, so make sure you, if you need something you, you contact brandon right away so he can get it uh, done to Definitely. you and that way you can have everything you need and uh one of one of the things i will let you know is that uh if you are in Ocala, Gainesville, Lake City, Jacksonville, Orlando, anywhere in the state, you can order uh, from Cerber Signs and Graphics. They will uh, get you what you need. Awesome. Okay. Yes, All right. So we're going into our uh, second segment. Brandon, I want to uh, thank you once again for being it. a guest. That was fun. Thank uh, you. Check out the museum here at Spurrier's. Uh, they definitely. have some cool stuff here. And uh, I hope to uh, we'll contact you soon. Hopefully, we'll get some Melton Law Cerber shirts. Sounds awesome. All right. All right. <laughs> have you. a good one. You too. I've done mornings here on Sky Radio for 17 years. Jeffrey Meldon started doing his weekend show here 16 years ago. One of the things that separates Jeffrey is I don't see him out there hollering for people's business. I see him out there investing in the community. He's touched a lot of lives, and a lot of it he'll never know what a difference he made in somebody's life about information that he has shared on the air. 
gosh. I can't even believe this. Look, look what you have done to my truck. Excuse me, it's your fault. It's not my fault. Yes, it is your no, fault. Not, not I am calling fault. Jeffrey Maldon from Maldon Law. So I'm going to call Jeffrey, my husband. Melden Law, this is Jeffrey speaking. Jeffrey! This no, no, here, this person here, he might... New client? Yes, but this one might be a little tricky. I was in a truck accident. Because of the accident, I resulted in three back surgeries. We saw advertisements on TV, and guess who popped up more often than that? It was Jeffrey. The communication that he provided was so appreciative that he shows his compassion as a human. He assisted us in achieving one of our dreams, the acquisition of a home. And we're here today with smiles on our face with the assistance from Jeffrey. We are here at the University of Florida where Albert and Alberta are competing in the Gate of Penalty Shootout. Albert is ready to stop the shot at all costs. What a disaster! Luckily, Mountain Law is the only official law firm partner of the Florida Gator. If you have suffered any injury, do not worry because Mountain Law is going to help you with your recovery. Mountain Law doesn't back down until they reach their goal. I was driving behind a lady, and very suddenly she moved out of the way. There was a log laying in the road, and when I hit my brakes, I went on top of the log. I had 280 discs. I just haven't been the same since. Jeffrey Melton fought for me all the way. Him and his team really went there for me. Throughout the whole lawsuit, he made sure that my bills was paid. It was never no whenever I called him and asked him for something. Albert, Alberta, I understand you were witnesses to a crash. Can you tell us about the accident? When you're in a crash, it's important to get witness statements immediately after the accident. Whether you're in a car, truck, motorcycle, scooter, or even a golf cart accident, at Melden Law, we won't back down. And we are back here at Melden Law and Friends. This is attorney Carrie Melden. We're really excited to have our second guests today, uh, Drew and Leah Sturman. Uh, is that how you pronounce it? Yes. Okay. Uh, incredible company. Uh, very, very popular. You're going to be uh, wanting to listen to what's going on with Halo Donuts, and we're going to talk about them in a few minutes. Uh, before we do so, I do have a few giveaways. I'm going on my phone because it was texted to me by my assistant, and you can't, <laughs> and you can't miss these giveaways. Um, so we have three promotions, and the promotions expire on May 10th. Uh, so you got to go ahead and uh, get it done. Uh, today is May 10th, so today's the day. Uh, this is the last three promotions uh, that we're going to have, at least for the um, regular season of the sporting events, so it's really important uh, that you get them. And these are actually really, really, all three of them are pretty special. So the first um, giveaway that we're doing on our Melden Law Facebook page, as always, is the softball SEC tournament. It's uh, the 10th through the 14th, so it's actually a, a five-day giveaway. And uh, we're, we're, they're going to have all the teams in the SEC tournament there hosting here in Gainesville. And we're giving away tickets as well as gift certificates to Harry's. Uh, and sometimes we do Spurriers, too. So I, I don't know if it's Harry's or Spurriers, but either one of them are both good. If mm -hmm. you've been to both, uh, Spurriers is incredible. <laughs> Harry's is good as well. Uh, the second giveaway is on May 17th, May 17th, and it's the baseball game versus FSU. And we're, we're giving away the right to throw out the first pitch. Wow. Yeah, at the FSU game. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. So you got to enter into that, the Melvin Law Facebook page. Uh, my good friend Bill actually won it the first time earlier this year. I've never even thrown out the first pitch. So it's pretty cool. It's something you can tell your kids and, yeah. you know, hang on your wall. And you go out there, you throw the pitch, and the catcher, catcher comes up, gives you the ball, and you run off. So <laughs> that's always really fun. And we're going to have our office there, too. So we, we love uh, to have someone that we know win the contest, but anyone is eligible, and it's free. You just go on our Melden Law Facebook page. And the last giveaway is a Yeti 45-quart uh, cooler uh, that we're giving away on our Melden Law Facebook page. That's We've already given away one of those. That's probably the most popular yeah, thing. You know, every, yeah. I mean, 
the pitch is cool, but people want the Yeti. So uh, you can all, <laughs> all of these, there's no strings attached. You just enter into it. Uh, all the instructions on how to enter are on our Facebook page. So I did my duty. The uh, promos <laughs> have been uh, pr uh, produced to the uh, public, and uh, please follow up on them. But let's get into some more interesting stuff, mm -hmm. which is the story of Drew and Leah yeah. and Halo Donuts. So before we go forward, uh, please explain to the audience uh, what Halo Donuts is. Yeah, so uh, Halo Potato Donuts started here in Gainesville about four years ago. Uh, we are a made-from-scratch donut company uh, and coffee company as well. Um, we, you can find us in a couple different locations across town. We have a brick-and-mortar on Main Street, two mobile food trucks, and then we also are opening another location on Tower Road. So we believe in fresh donuts, um, great customer service, and great coffee. So you said potato donuts. So is it an actual potato? That was a donut? <laughs> yeah, Are people just think it's a potato with icing on it, apparently. Yes. Carved out. Carved yeah, out. I mean, I, tell, what is a potato donut? Yeah, so a potato donut is, a, I like to tell people, it's similar to a normal donut that you would get. However, it's, it's kind of an in-between a uh, light and fluffy donut and a dense donut. Um, so the uh, potatoes add a lot of texture, add a lot of moisture, flavor, um, and then we use, of course, the highest quality ingredients. So mm -hmm. that adds to um, the, the, the premium of it as well. So they're, uh, it's definitely a donut that you can't find anywhere else. That's for sure. Yeah. How did you even uh, come up with a potato donut? Like, how does that even <laughs> uh, cross your mind? Yeah. So back in uh, fall of 2017 is when the idea for starting a donut company uh, came about. And uh, after about six months of trial and error and realizing, oh gosh, I don't know what I'm doing, um, I Googled top 10 donut shops in America. And uh, for that year, there happened to be the number one donut shop in the entire country was a potato donut company up in Portland, Maine. Okay. Never tried potato donuts, never heard of potato donuts until mm. that moment. Uh, then I went down, you know, the rabbit hole of YouTube videos and recipe books and everything and, and decided, this. I think this is... This is what I want to do. Did you and, try uh, a, a potato donut before? No, you... no. It was, uh, you know, so a lot of other <laughs> You're people. You're like, I'm going to do it. Even though I've never had one before. It's like, yeah. it's, I think that was kind of the, the, the best way to do it was like I had no idea. The only, the only idea I had is what I was coming up with in my head. Right. was like, this is what I think a potato donut should be. Right. Uh, so, and I, you know, I read a bunch of articles and stuff about the Holy Donut up in Portland, Maine and, mm -hmm. and, and heard, you know, the texture's different, the moisture's different, all this stuff. And I'm like. Let's take those things and put it into our recipe. Mm -hmm. And then fast forward about um, about nine months later, I actually ended up making my way up to Portland, meeting the founder. Um, oh, wow. That's a whole that's a whole 50-minute story right there uh -huh. um, about how we came in contact. Went up there, tried our donuts, um, and they're definitely very similar, but definitely some differences as mm -hmm. well. So we, uh, we don't step on their toes. They don't step on ours. And... Um, well, Maine and Florida are yeah. we're not, yeah. that, not that close. <laughs> we yeah, might, be, yeah. might be competing yeah. soon yeah. with them, so we'll yeah, see. But, well, <laughs> uh, Drew came up with the recipe, the concept, everything. I kind of just filled in. I kind of helped. And then uh, I was in the healthcare industry for four years. Uh -huh. And I finally quit and became Halo full-time probably about a year ago. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So I wasn't even like, I kind of helped him here and there when I could, but Drew was the one that came up with everything. How, how did you get the name Halo? Yeah. So uh, it was actually, I was in, attending UF, a business school, business creativity on mm -hmm. campus. And I was, uh, they put us in groups and I was partnered with um, this one girl and I told her every single day, I told her about this idea of opening this potato donut company. Mm -hmm. She was like, so in, in the class project, it was come up with a name for this concept. Mm -hmm. So I knew I wanted to have potato in it because that stood out. I knew I wanted it to rhyme. And so we ended up ah. one day, she texts me and she's like, what about halo potato? Right. And I'm like, halo, you know, the shape of yeah, the donut. It's perfect. It yeah. is like meant to be. And of course yeah. I thought that somebody's taken this already. Somebody's yeah. already got the Instagram for this. Searched everything. Nope. Got the domain for a dollar. Like secured wow. all of it. Yeah. So wow. it was. I true. I think it was. You know, a lot of luck and everything. But it, I think it was really just meant to be. So for the listeners out there, what is the domain uh, name? Uh, HaloPotatoDonuts.com. So HaloPotatoDonuts.com. I want to go into. You guys have some really big plans coming up, but let's yes. go into the origin story first before we get in the second part. We'll talk a little bit more about what the future holds. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, my, I've always seen the building on Main Street, and it's a really interesting building because it's right near 
uh, 16th and uh, near Depot Road, and mm -hmm. it's a, it's kind of a, a new. There's a new construction going on. Mm -hmm. They have the, the Cade Museum and everything else. How did you guys find that spot as as your place? <laughs> well, we were to get to that was kind of like a story itself. We were gonna go with probably five different other locations, mm -hmm. but we had kind of found this last minute and we quickly toured it, like not thinking anything of it because we had been so let down by the previous places we looked at. And we looked at it and I think we all felt something at that time that this was the right thing and, and it was just it just fit what we wanted and it could become what we wanted it to become. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of like Honestly, fate that it happened. It was it was affordable. So was that was affordable. that was the number one thing. Was like, let's yeah. get in here. We're just operating out of a food truck right now. Let's not jump into a ten thousand dollar month. And lease. at that time, um, majority of our customers were students, so we right. wanted to be as close to them as possible. Right, right. Well, I see lines outside your. Uh, every time I drive by, I see a line outside Halo Donuts. That and Luke's Bagels. We've had Luke on yeah. the program too. Yeah. Those are the. You guys are like killing <laughs> main, it on that on that Main Street. Street. Yes. yes, you guys. No, it really has and. Yeah. And Depot Park has uh, some really cool stuff in there too. Oh yeah! If you have, if you're in Gainesville and you live on the west side of Gainesville, you know where we are now, and you haven't been to Main Street and Depot Road and and check out, you know, Luke's and of course Halos, mm -hmm. you're doing yourself a disservice because it's actually really, really incredible food uh, that's made with love. I know it's a it's a cliche, but it's true. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, and it's made in their incredible, incredible ingredients, like you know, top top of the line. So mm -hmm. I, I think that's, inc and you guys started in, in a food truck. How did you even find a food truck? How, how does that even work? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, it's funny when I originally wrote the business plan. So I, you know, I, I was in business school, everyone hammered at home that you got to write a business plan for this thing. So I ended up taking courses while I was at UF to learn how to write a business plan. Mm -hmm. I entered the big idea competition at UF, which is, um, uh, you know, comprised of about 200 different concepts. Um, went through that whole process, got to the final stage of judges. And I remember the judges all looked at me and they're like, don't get into a brick and mortar, mm -hmm. get into a food truck. Mm -hmm. And so it was right at that moment, I completely pivoted, um, started looking for food trucks, started looking for funding. Um, it was actually a family friend of ours that ended up helping secure that funding. Mm -hmm. And we opened up about six months later. So September 8th of 2018 was the first donut ever sold out of that food truck. And so where... First of all, uh, food trucks are amazing because they're they're traveling advertisements. Absolutely. You know? So that's that I understand. Tra As the lawyers on buses, we all know <laughs> you gotta you gotta have a traveling advertisement. But more importantly, is where do you, how do you find a place to sell in Gainesville out of food trucks? I'd, I've had clients come to me before that have asked me to get permitting, and it's always at least downtown. It's always been. Um, not easy to no. find uh, places they're, to have food trucks uh, exist. They're pretty strict in Main Street, like downtown itself. But yes. once you get right outside of Main Street, that's where it becomes a lot easier. Yeah, we knew we had to approach either a private business yeah. um, owner, someone that had a big lot. And so if you know where the parking is right now for Luke's, mm -hmm. um, you know, at make work right there at that roundabout. That's yeah. actually right where we set up originally. Oh, great. So we, I, it was a weird thing. It was like, you know, a friend meets a friend meets a friend, and later on, you, you just learn connections. You just meet this guy that has this property, and he's like, "Hey, love the concept that you're yeah. doing, and mm -hmm. everything. You guys want to set up here for a cheap rate." So we ended up every single day made donuts, pulled up, and by once we got like a you know a good a good system going and everything, we would show up, and there'd be lines of about a hundred people just lining up for nothing. So if you were driving down the road, it's true. Yeah. If you were driving down the road, you want to know what's going on. We, we, yeah. could, we were just like, um, we still don't understand to this day how it can get so crazy it's, on days. It really is. Yeah. I mean, it, it's almost like if you think about the amount of people that wait and especially the students, they sit out there and they'll wait. Uh, not that you guys, I'm, I'm sure you guys turn over quick. I don't want to discourage <laughs> from going to the, it's a but, lot, it's a lot but, of but it's a lot of volume. Yeah. And, and, and these people, um, especially the kids are completely dedicated to getting themselves a halo donut. Yeah. Mm -hmm. you know? It's like a trend almost. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is a trend. Yeah. So do you make the, did you make the donuts in, originally in the uh, food truck or did you make them uh, somewhere else? Yeah. Originally in the food truck for about the, the first couple months, we made every single thing in that food truck. And then we realized this is way too small. This yeah. is way too cluttered. We have to get a shared kitchen. So we actually ended up renting a shared kitchen in town, uh, working food over by Cypress and Grove. They're a little rental kitchen. Uh -huh. And uh, we rented from them. So we kind of did like 50% on the truck, 
50% in the kitchen. Right. Um, and then at the end of the day, when we were done, we packed up, you know, the food truck, come back to that kitchen, wash the dishes and then head home. Right. Um, so and then wake up in three hours and do it all over it all again. Over again. <laughs> <laughs> Repeat the process. So you guys kind of went the uh, way of breaking bad where yeah. they, they first started cooking meth in the, uh, in, in the RV <laughs> yeah. and then they, they switched to a lab. Yes. Not that you guys, not, not yes. that it's apples, uh, apples or donuts. Yeah, donuts I, but, you know, we, yeah. what, we probably would have sell, saved ourselves about a year of stress had we yeah. just originally gone. And a lot but of you had to, nights. but you had to try it, right? Yes. Because, as uh, what you guys are doing are, are it's novel, meaning that there's not many people doing it, mm-hmm. and you know this is a, a obviously a family business that you yep. guys are working on. So you know most of what my from my experience, most of what you learn you have to learn by doing. You can't yeah. just be told. Absolutely, that this is the way there's. To do it. I think there's only about ten potato donut companies that exist in the country. That's crazy. So no one really has the playbook for it, right? And no one's really willing to give you the playbook for it. So you can just Google how to start a potato donut company because it's completely. <laughs> you have different to learn by experience. Yeah, definitely. So we're not very scared of any competition entering the market because it's going to take years. Well, and respect to them if they do it. Honestly. Yeah. Well, yeah. speaking of the market, we'll talk a little bit about your uh, how you guys are growing. When we come back, um, we've got about 30 seconds. So before we go out, once again, can you let people know uh, your address of uh, where you guys are located and how to get in, t- get in contact with you? Uh, so we have three locations. We have one on Main Street, uh, 1323 South Main Street. And then we have the Tower Road drive through which is located in the Home Depot parking lot of Tower Road. And then I don't know the the... MLD address off uh, the top of my 5505 head. 5505 Southwest Archer Road. So I say between I-75 and Tower Road, you can find us there Wednesday through Sunday. There you go. So <laughs> uh, we'll be back in about one minute. We are here at the University of Florida where Albert and Alberta are competing in the Gator Penalty Shootout. Albert is ready to stop the shot at all costs. What a disaster. Luckily, Weldon Law is the only official lawfare partner of the Florida Gator. If you have suffered any injury, do not worry because Weldon Law is going to help you with your recovery. Weldon Law doesn't back down until they reach their goal. Albert, Alberta, I understand you were witnesses to a crash. Can you tell us about the accident? When you're in a crash, it's important to get witness statements immediately after the accident. Whether you're in a car, truck, motorcycle, scooter, or even a golf cart accident, at Melden Law, we won't back down. And we're back here at Melden Law and Friends. This is attorney Carrie Melden. We're here with Drew and Leah Sturman. Uh, thank you once again for coming into our show, Absolutely. owner of Halo Donuts the only potato donuts that you'll find in Florida. So mm-hmm. uh, if you need a potato donut, if you have a hankering for a potato donut, which is a unique uh, yet really uh, flavorful and popular donut, uh, you got to go check them out. Uh, Brandon, let's, or, I'm sorry, Drew, let's talk a little bit about uh, where you're expanding. Uh, mm-hmm. As we went to break, we are talking a little bit about some of the plans of Halo Donuts. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... You have uh, right now how many food trucks? We have two food trucks. Two food trucks, and the two food trucks are located. Uh, one is on Tower Road, um, right where our new location is being built, mm-hmm. um, and then we put another one on Archer Road. And then the uh, once again the brick and mortar is, is on Main Street. Uh, what, and what's the address? Uh, Thirteen twenty three South Main Street. Thirteen twenty three. And where's the new uh, brick and mortar going to be? So the new brick and mortar is going to be on Tower Road. So just before you get to Newberry, um, if you know where the Home Depot shopping plaza is and you see brand new construction right on Tower Road, um, we're going to be there with two other tenants um, about a spot that's going to be triple the size of our current one. Wow. So when's that uh, set to open? We're we're hoping. (laughs) I mean, it's been a long journey with this one, but we're... We're hoping middle to late June is going to be a grand opening. Okay, so coming up, yeah, yeah. like about a month or so. That's going to be incredible. So the people out in the west west side can uh, enjoy a, yes. an actual brick and mortar. Is it going to have seating to eat in, or is it oh, going to yeah. be? Yeah, okay. it's going to be 
not completely different, but pretty different from our main street concept to where mm -hmm. you're going to be able to sit indoors and outdoors. There's going to be, we're actually going to offer uh, beer and wine. Oh, cool. So we'll have like the Moscato uh, mimosa option uh -huh. for people. So it's going to be a lot different from what main street is right now, but I think it's going to it's going to cater more to that side of town for sure. Are you still going to make all the potato donuts from one location or are you going to make yes. them from uh, multiple locations? Yeah. So we're going to produce all of our production is going to move to tower road just because it's state of the art facility. Uh, yeah. So everything will get produced there and then it'll, we'll farm it out. So, you know, donuts will go to main street. Donuts will go to the food trucks, donuts mm -hmm. for wholesale delivery. So, um, everything main street, you know, it's going to become a storage facility, but also a, a a place to sell from as well. How cool is it to be able to build out a brand new place the way that exactly how you know you, you need it? Yeah, it, yeah. It, we got really lucky with that. And our goal with this was for it to be the mold of future halos as well. Mm -hmm. um, we it's So there's not a lot of pressure, but kind of a lot of pressure to make sure that this comes out exactly how we want it to look for future locations when that does happen. Have you guys had a tour of the kitchen here yet? No. no yeah. Okay, so uh, Freddie Weeby, who is a an owner of Spurrier's as well as, um, of course, Spurrier and some other people, and who also is uh, helps produce our, our podcast, uh, gave, has given us in our office the tour of these kitchens. And everything was designed specifically for the type of cuisine they were going to sell. Wow. So uh, one of the, for, for example, everything is farm to table, the fish and the meat. So apparently, and I didn't, this is when they first started, so I think it's still this mm -hmm. way, there is only one freezer in the entire restaurant. Wow. And this is a huge restaurant. I mean, it's got upstairs and downstairs, and it just uh, contains ice cream. So <laughs> all of the meats, all of the fish is refrigerated. Nothing is frozen. That's amazing. Yeah. And so, coming, coming from the donut row where we, you know, we have a couple cold, cold ingredients and stuff, that's pretty, that's pretty impressive. It's pretty impressive. Yeah. But the fact is, is that it was designed specifically for the type of cuisine that they were going to, to um, provide. Yeah. Just like uh, you guys are doing right now, it mm -hmm. sounds like what you're trying to make is essentially the prototype for yeah, potential and, and expansion. I, and I think one of the coolest things um, about our new location is the only separation between the customer and our kitchen is a three and a half foot countertop. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's so, so when, you can see the donuts. You Open concept. In, when yeah. you walk in, there's you know there's you know uh, about this wide of a gap between you and the kitchen. You get to hear the the sound, the smells. The, Are there the conveyor baits, just conveyor belts like uh, Krispy Kreme? Or no, that? we're uh, <laughs> we we do it. Like I said, we the the way we make our donuts is about the hardest way you can possibly do it. It requires a ton of labor. Um, everything's hand decorated. Everything's hand fried. Mm -hmm. um, we've added a conveyor cutter system, but still humans are involved. So this is a very, I mean, on any given day there, you can expect to see probably about 20 people in the kitchen um, behind the counter. And like Spurrier's, yeah. crazy. And like Spurrier's, we don't skip on ingredients. We yeah. always, that's why our donuts cost a little bit more because we, we want to make sure that it's, you know, the best that we can get, fresh, you know, handmade, that local feel. So we, we don't want to... And you're not going to feel like crap after you exactly. eat them. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yes. All right. So it's like, uh, don't skimp on your ingredients. <laughs> yes. That's that's. The, so let's talk a little bit about your uh, expansion. At the break, you were talking about uh, potentially different areas where Halo Donuts may be popping up. Mm -hmm. For our listeners that may not be from Gainesville, uh, what, what, what are you thinking in terms of your next venture? So we've, we travel all over the state. Um, this is, we don't have any, anything signed um, you know, on paper, but our goal is the Tampa area next. Mm -hmm. We really, really are intrigued by the Wesley Chapel area and the growth that it's seeing right now Right. Um, with just residents. Uh, that's really, really popular. And then we also have plans in the next nine to 12 months of eventually franchising this thing. Mm -hmm. That is our, our long shot. We've already been approached by about 20 to 25 different potential franchisees um, that have given contact information about, and, and they're all over the country, um, not just in the state of Florida. That's crazy. So yeah, so we've got a, we've got a lot ahead of us, a lot of work <laughs> to get done in order to get to that point. How, I mean, how does that work when you franchise? I mean, you basically have to uh, select people that you think are going to be able to carry out the concepts that you intended uh, and that you guys have cultured they, over the last four and years, hope right? that they make it better or, you know, yeah, you'll be you'll be traveling a lot. Is yes. what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> our, 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 right now we're you know we're creating the like you say we're creating the blueprint for this model. So eventually it's just 
it just churns and it just works itself. Mm-hmm. Um, so instead of being in the kitchen or being on site, eventually it's going to be us just popping into cities, making sure that things are going according to plan. Sure. I, did you ever see the the movie with uh, Michael Keaton on uh, about Ray Kroc? Who, the founder. Oh, the founder. Yeah. Is that what it's called? Yeah. 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 It reminds yeah. me of that. Like, you yeah. know, although I guess he wasn't the found, he wasn't the creator. He took the idea from the Kroc brother. Or, from, or, or no, from the, the McDonald brothers or whatever yes. it was. Yeah. yeah it made Very it really, much like that. Yeah. We're, I feel like we're right in that moment where they're making things super efficient in the kitchen in right. order to scale this. That's that's actually right where we are. I right love now. that scene on the tennis court where they they actually yeah, draw out the, the, out. the uh, flipping the, the, the restaurants and all the <laughs> quadrants. And it seems so. Here's here's the thing about uh, the best businesses that seems so simple in retrospect, right? Like mm-hmm. the like the iPhone, right? Oh, obviously you wanted to have a, a hand sized computer, and obviously you want to make sure you it's easy to look at and easy to use, um, and it looks very simple, you know, in your hand, but the, um, it's never that simple. I so mean, obviously, complex. everything is, it takes a lot of time, work, mistakes. And what you have to do is have, I think, a really strong vision to allow you to keep on the right track when you have derailments. Yep. One know? of the most important things um, some mentors told me early on when I was writing the business plan and coming up with the idea for this was always set your, always have your end goal in mind. Otherwise, right. you never know what you're working toward. And so we've always set our end goal of one day selling this um, mm-hmm. in about five to ten years is what we're aiming for. Right. And, uh, you know, most people are, are, would be so scared to give away their baby to someone else. But we we know the track that we're on. We know where we want to get to. And we're hoping that, you know, one day we get approached by some massive Pepsi company or Dunkin' Donuts. Sure. And, wants to... and then you create a new company. Yeah. And, and then we've got that's, 10 that's, others. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. You got some, you know, and that's one of the cool things about your philosophy is that you're going to make sure it's done right. Mm-hmm. So you get the high quality, you get the, the um, you know, the consistency um, the of the ingredient as well as the service because you know that's how important it is. Uh, if you're not top of your game, then exactly. you can never succeed. It's exactly. a make or break of a company, honestly. Right. And it really is. You know, I, I always, when I was a um, busser, I used to fill waters at a local restaurant here that since it's closed, uh, 706 on, um, oh, on oh, University. yeah. And uh, Sam Solomon would always tell me that if the glass was halfway full, always refill the water. So I'd run around like a chicken with his head cut off, making sure <laughs> that all the waters were full. Oh, God. I just <laughs> right there you go. Here. Yeah. Where's the busser, right? It's, <laughs> need to come. But we, uh, he, he always uh, would tell me, make sure I fill the glass up uh, by, before uh, it gets halfway empty. And so every single dining experience I've ever had since then, I judge based upon how quickly does the restaurant refill the water, right? And it's like that that's my perspective. I'm be cute on that it, now. I'm but you know, but but that's a little bit of attention to detail to me is okay, well what's one thing that we can control? Water's free. Mm-hmm. You can refill water. That's just an effort and attention to detail thing, right? Like mm-hmm. there's certain things that uh, restaurants can do to elevate themselves uh, and I'm sure you guys do a hundred different things that people don't even see yeah. that make it where where you're you know, yeah, it looks, it's, it's it my way so, or the highway. It looks you know? so smooth. You know, I'm sure when people, when customers look at our Instagram and Facebook, they're probably like, wow, they've got it. They've really got it together. <laughs> the ins- I mean, they don't know that. that we just decided the specials the night before we posted it. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. Well, so. you know, but that's part of, that's part of the thing is that you have to, no one ever knows, but you, but on the face you have control. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And so you guys are, are doing a great job. I'm really looking forward to coming to Tower Road to see the new brick and mortar, mm-hmm. that building is going to be incredible. It's going to be, it's yeah. going to be an experience that has not been offered yet here. In and I love that it's a seating experience yeah. too. Yeah. So you guys can, so people can come in, especially for that side of town. That makes a lot of sense. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. In, in the summer, I mean, Absolutely. who wants to, I mean, I love uh, donuts, but I would rather have a donut inside than outside Absolutely. in Gainesville in the summer. Especially when it gets <laughs> cold too. I mean, yeah. it gets down to 30 here right. in North Florida. So, so now for Halo Donuts, there's no excuse. If you want to go and get a donut, you know where to go. 
Uh, once again, we've got a, a few more seconds left. Why don't you just let the listeners out there know how to contact you guys? Your uh, turn. You want? <laughs> yeah, so uh, I think the main ways that if someone wanted to reach out to us would be Instagram or Facebook. Uh, it's Halo Potato Donuts for both handles. Uh, you can also reach us on our website. There's a contact us form there. Uh, we also offer delivery now and wholesale. So if, you, if you're interested, definitely reach out to us, and we'd be more than willing to work with you all. Wonderful. Well, thank you for coming on the show today. It's another successful Melden Law and Friends podcast, and we will be back next week. This is our 81st show. We oh, haven't missed one uh, one week. Yeah, so uh, this has been a fun time. Yeah. yeah. Well, thanks, thanks again, and uh, go Gators. Go Gators. <laughs>